Hey, kia and welcome to another episode of Big Life Mindset, the podcast that helps you live a life you love so you love life more. My name is Eddie Rakanui, and this podcast is in the top 10% most shared worldwide on Spotify. I've coached winners of the Westpac Bank Innovation Award. I've created coaching programs to help build people's confidence at work, and I live a life that I absolutely love. Today's episode is all about time management and prioritization. Now, if you're one of these people that constantly feels like you're busy, but you're not actually getting anywhere, then you probably are busy and not actually getting anywhere. (laughs) So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a few of the tips that I use, a few of the hacks that I use to ensure that whenever somebody says, hey, how's your day going? I'm not just saying I'm busy. I'm able to say I'm being productive. And that's what we're looking for. All right, stay tuned. And here we go. So straight off the bat, most people understand the importance of being able to manage their time or prioritize what needs to be done. I find the challenge for people, though, isn't in that knowledge. It's in how you do it. How does one person do more in a day than another person can? Why do some people always feel like they've just got so much time up their sleeves, whereas you find it really difficult to do anything? All right, so one of the very first things you're going to want to do to help manage this is to have a planner. Now, a planner can look like a diary, you know, like a book. Um, It can look like a whiteboard. It can look like a piece of paper that you stick to your computer screen. Or in our case, it could look at a couple of those. The big one we use, though, is a shared diary, a shared calendar. So Debbie, my wife, and I, we have a shared calendar. You could use the same approach and share it at work, work colleagues, partners, kids, whatever it might look like. The planner has this amazing effect of allowing you to allocate time throughout your day or your week or your month. Well, let's just focus on day for now, right? It has this amazing ability to help you order your day in a way that gets that allows you to get the things done that you need to get done, not just want to get done. So with a planner, if you're going to use a planner, and like I said, I'd highly recommend that you do, you're looking for putting in slots or allocating time to the tasks that you need to do. So for our Google Planner, our Google Calendar, what we do is we work out what are the things that we need to do for the day. Now, when you're thinking about the things that you need to do in order to have a good day to feel like it's been productive, you want to order things in critical, important, and just noise. Now, I've talked a little bit about this priority triangle that I use and that I coach people with. And man, this thing is an absolute game changer. And I don't use that phrase lightly. I hate when people use that phrase. And the thing that they're showing me is just, it's bullshit. This thing is not bullshit. If you haven't checked it out already, go to my YouTube channel or flick me an email or a message or something and I'll send this thing through to you. Because this is the thing that, you know, even uh, two days ago, I was coaching a highly paid professional and they didn't understand, they didn't know, they didn't have the tools to be able to prioritize their time. Okay, so let's reverse it back a bit. So we've got this prioritization technique and now we're starting to put things into our planner. 
One of the benefits, one of the many benefits of having a planner is that when you have something in there, you're telling other people, yes, at this point in time, I'm going to be working on this thing, so I'm not available. But you're also telling yourself, at that point in time, that's when I'm going to be focusing on that task. This becomes really important because if you're anything like me, you think that you're good at multitasking. Actually, I don't think I'm good at multitasking, but you think you can multitask. Um, And you're trying to do six different things at the same time, but you don't actually do any of them really well. It's kind of like, you know, you see a person spinning plates on a pole and then they start spinning more and more and more and more. And sooner enough, the plates start getting really wobbly or they just fall off outright. So you're going to avoid that by identifying the thing that you need to do, putting in time in your calendar and then leaving it in there. This will help you throughout the day because let's say you've got, I don't know, you go wash the car at two o'clock in the afternoon. Leading up to two o'clock in the afternoon, every single time you think about washing the car, you're going to stop yourself and say, actually, I don't need to think about that right now. I can focus on the thing that's in front of me right now because I know that thing that I need to work on, the two o'clock thing, I've already set aside time for that. So your brain isn't constantly jumping from one task to another, one task to another, and doing both of them poorly. You're telling yourself, I can concentrate all of my mental resources on this task that I'm doing right now, knowing that I've got time set aside at two o'clock to wash the car. Cool. So that's one of those ways that is just crazy beneficial in helping you structure your day so that you're getting the things done that you need to do. Another thing that it does, and I kind of touched on it before, is that when you have something in there at two o'clock, it makes it a lot easier to say to people, I don't, I can't do this thing that you've just asked me to do if it's something else. You know, somebody pops up, this stuff always happens, right? Somebody goes, oh, I need you to do this at two o'clock. You're like, actually, I've already got this other priority that I need to commit to, that I've already committed to. So let's find another time. This is going to free up headspace like you wouldn't believe. So if you don't already have a planner, a calendar, a diary of some sort, then make that your number one thing to do today. It doesn't even matter if you only use it for a week, decide that it's the wrong kind for you, and then you kick it to the curb, then just grab another one. Cool. That's the number one tip. Actually, hang about, because at the end, I'm going to tell you the real number one, the one that everything else is based off. But for now, make this your number one to-do thing. All right, so on the back of that is... You know, if you're anything like me, you're a bit of a people pleaser. And that works really well until it doesn't. So if you're constantly finding yourself just being busy, you know, I'm always busy, always busy, and so much of that busyness revolves around doing things for other people, you need to learn how to say no. So our second tip for the day is know how to say no. Right. A lot of people struggle with the word no. Um, Debbie does, I do at times, um, you put me in a certain context and I'm more likely to say yes than I am no, even if it's to my own detriment, to my own disadvantage. Here's how you're going to say no. We'll use a professional context first. Let's say you've got three things on your plate that you have to do today. 
and your boss comes over and they say, hey, Eddie, I need you to do this thing for me today. I'm like, hmm, I don't actually have time to do that. Okay, rather than me just saying, no, this is what I'm going to say. Thanks, boss, for bringing that to my attention. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to put that on my, on my plate. I've actually got three other priorities that I need to address in order for us to have success in this goal that we've already identified. Which one of these tasks can I delegate out to someone else in the team so that I have time to do this task that you've asked me to do? Or would you like to delegate that task out to somebody else? Now, I've used this technique so many times, it's uncanny. And the reason it works is because it tells your boss that you've considered everything. You've considered the whole landscape that's in front of you, whereas they're probably only looking at the task that they've given you and maybe one or two of those three things that you need to do today. They won't have a constant read on all the things that you do. And if they did, they wouldn't ask you to do that task. And if they still ask you to do that task, then you push back. And that's when you're saying, which one of these tasks can I delegate out to somebody else? This exercise is crazy empowering for you and your boss. Neither of you will lose face. Both of you understand where the other person is coming from, and you've got a solution. You've got two solutions at hand. It's a gem. I kid you not. I've used that so many times. It's never failed me, and I would strongly encourage you to use that one as well. <clears throat> cool beans. Next one, personal context. Now, I say this is a personal context because I use this all the time with the kids. However, having said that, this is another example where a person that I support, coach, mentor, uh, he has just taken over a large um, car yard in, in town. And I told him to use this on his staff. And I tell him to use it on his staff because it works like you wouldn't believe. Okay, here it goes. Whenever the kids come to me and they say, hey, dad, can you help me with this? I don't say no. Instead, my automatic response is show me the four different ways you've tried to solve that problem boom by doing this i'm putting back onto them the task of describing how they'll try to solve it by doing that they know that they have to have tried four different ways before they bother coming to me. And I kid you not, this thing should be in a parent's handbook internationally because it always, and I mean always works. They will always try at least one way before they come and see me. When they try that one way, because you know what kids are like, I can't open this jam jar. I look at it. It's not open. Dad, can you open this for me? Show me the four different ways that you've tried to open it. Oh, okay. Now he's going to get me to open it. Right. And so I turn the cap. Oh, look, the cap opened. Or I try with a tea towel over the top. Oh, look, the cap opened. These are all learning opportunities and it encourages a growth mindset for them. Helps me too, obviously, because I'm, I'm freeing myself of all the stuff 
I don't actually need to be doing. Somebody else can be doing. So use that. That is an automatic response in our home. Show me the four different ways you tried to solve this problem. Or if the thing's not right in front of us, you know, I'm in the front and they're at the back of the house. Describe to me the four different ways you tried to solve this problem. Like I said, man, this thing has a 100% kill rate. So if you're not using it, put this in your, your toolbox as a parent and you will be amazed at how effective it is. Now, for those of you who are thinking, and as we often do, oh man, I'll just do this thing. I'll just do this quick thing once and then I won't need to worry about it. It's gone. It's out of the way. Yes, you have just won that minuscule victory. Pat yourself on the back, take the progress and the success where you can. What you've done, though, is you've reinforced to that child that any time they have a problem, they can come to you first without trying to solve it. Now, that might be okay once or twice, but when you're doing that 35 times a day, that is not good use of your time. That is terrible use of your time. Likewise with your colleagues at work. If you're a senior member or you're a manager, every time they come to you, put it back on them. Show me the four different ways you've tried to solve this problem. Man, that is like in terms of the top two, you know, for like practical things that you can do right now to maximize your time management, increase your, increase your efficiency and your productivity, you're going to be really hard placed to beat those. If I thought about another one that I think is you know, really helpful it's minimizing distractions, which kind of comes off on the back of um, the planner. When you minimize distractions, because we think about multitasking, right? And like, I confess, I'm shit at multitasking, but there are a lot of people out there who really rate their ability at multitasking. What they don't realize, and maybe they do realize, and it's just oblivious to them still, but the science is really conclusive on this. When you're multitasking, your brain is not working across those six things, or at least just say those two things. Your brain is not working equally across those two things at the same time. It's like a light switch. It's on in one room, and then it's off and on in another room. It's not on in two rooms at the same time. It can only be on in one. It works on this one, da 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 and then as soon as, you, as soon as you start putting attention to this other task, it's flipped the light switch off on that room and flipped it on on there, even if only briefly. And then it's working on this one. And then you jump back, and then you jump back, and then you jump back. Now, unlike a light switch, or maybe it's like one of those halogen bulbs, I don't know. Use another analogy. I'll work on a better one. But the light switch isn't just flicking straight on and off. It needs to power up again to get you to the point that you are operating at before you changed tasks. This is lost time and lost quality of productivity. Is that the phrase that I wanted to use? You get it though, right? You're losing time because your brain has to, when it switches back, there's like a lag. And that lag is your brain picking up speed again to get back to the point that it was or it's just operating at that level, which is less than 100 now, and before you switch it back over to another task. So you're basically robbing yourself of all that brain processing power by jumping tasks. My advice to you is 
rule out any distractions. The way you do that is if you're operating on a laptop and you've got all those tabs open, close all those tabs or just close the whole window and start a fresh one. If you're doing something on your phone, man, you got to close down all those distractions like social media and all those other tabs that you've got open anyway. Like This is all just robbing you. It's just like creating this temptation pathway where you're doing it and you're like, oh, no, I'll just quickly check what's happening on social media for fucking God knows whatever reason because it's all shit anyway. And I use it so I understand the, the pitfalls of this thing. But all you're doing is just robbing yourself, okay, folks? So when you keep doing that, that's that feeling of busy that keeps cropping up in your life. And it's also robbing you of that productivity that you're well entitled to. And all you need to do is just set up that structure to allow you to be that, um, that have that level of productivity that you're seeking. All good. Okay. Uh, the fourth and final one. Now, this is the one that, you know, I mentioned, this is the one that everything else relies on. And it's no surprise, yet it's crazy how overlooked this thing is. Uh, sleep. <laughs> Man, you can have you can have 50 strategies, tips, tools, hacks. You can call them whatever you want to manage your time more effectively and prioritize. But everything comes off sleep. Everything. Sleep has to be the fundamental pillar of which everything else gets carried on. If you're like me and you have your sleep hygiene as a work in progress, then there's some easy things that you can do to help prioritize it. Now, before I do the, the how to prioritize it, I'll tell you why it's so important. Now, if, in case you've been, I don't know, hiding under a rock somewhere for the last decade, you would have known that people are working more and more on prioritizing their sleep. There's apps for it. There's people giving speeches. There's whole careers being built around sleep. Angie Huberman does a really cool discussion on sleep. I know Joe Rogan's interviewed a few, interviewed a few cool people about sleep. But for me, the one that really made me catch or change my mindset about it was LeBron James. Now, whether you like or don't like LeBron James, just erase that from your, your thought process. The thing that really caught my attention about LeBron James is other than being like one of these top 1% elite athletes, is he is also a really savvy businessman. He does what I would consider a lot. If I looked at that guy's diary, I'd be like, man, he is productive. How is he so productive? And I listened to this um, talk that he gave on a Calm. The app's called Calm. You probably know about it if you don't have a look. And he talked about he focuses on when he's going to sleep because he travels a lot. That, that time slot changes. So he works out when is he going to be asleep? And he bases everything else off that. So if he needs to be asleep at nine o'clock tonight, and then he'll sleep through to the morning, then he works backwards from there on all the things that he needs to achieve, but he doesn't move the sleep. The sleep is the thing that allows him to do everything else in his day. It allows him to be you know, this businessman, it allows him to be this philanthropist, it allows him to be this athlete and amongst whatever else he's doing. But it all comes off his sleep. Now, I know that there's some people that talk about, 
um, you know, they only need four or five hours a day to operate or sleep. But if you have a look at the science behind that as well, those are the people who get early onset dementia. And if that's what you're after, man, help yourself, fill your bucket. I'm not going to tell you what to do or not to do in that case. But for me, the idea of losing my memories, that is actually my number one fear. It beats zombies for me. And I, I'm not a fan of zombies. All good. All right. So now that we know the importance of it, the why, here's the how. Quickly, you need to change your habits around sleep. Once again, prioritizing it mentally. That's the first portal call, I reckon. For me, it has been anyway. Um, and then it comes down to the hygiene. So, you know, I've, I've mentioned that I've stopped drinking um, for a year. And this is partly the reason the sleep. In fact, the, the sleep is a, a significant reason. Um, but as I've also talked about, I have a vision this year to be a global phenomenon in helping people to love life more. In order to do that, I'm looking at all the things that are going to accelerate my progress towards that goal or not. Alcohol is not going to help me. It's not going to help my sleep. And my sleep is so important and towards achieving that goal that anything that's disrupting that needs to be deprioritized. So alcohol has been kicked to the curb. Uh, watching the phone in bed, and this is a tough one because Debbie and I like to watch. Um, that, that's kind of our time. Pardon me. Especially in a house, you know, we've got four kids. My mum, all week we've had a hitchhiker staying with us. We've had other people's kids hanging out with us. Uh, this weekend, I've got, oh, I don't know, six more people living at or staying at our house. Um, so it's busy, busy. <laughs> our house is fucking busy, bro. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I need to work out ways to spend time with Debbie, and that's one of them. Plus, we have this program that we've been watching relentlessly called Yellowstone. And if, if you're a fan of Yellowstone, man, I, like, heart goes out to you, man. I love that program, but I digress. So we have to turn the phone off at a certain time. We have to stop watching Yellowstone at a certain time. And that time is about 9 o'clock, 9.30 at the latest, but that's really pushing it for us. It has to be at that time because... I can't do that thing anymore where I'm watching my screen and then I switch it off because I'm just exhausted. And then I expect to go to sleep two seconds after I've switched the screen off and have a good quality sleep. It's not really how our bodies are designed, unfortunately. So the phone needs to get switched off at least half an hour before I expect to close my eyes and go to sleep. Because that phone is a narcotic, right? I mean, we're all past this point of denial now. Like our phones are a drug. And that drug is just pumping my brain with endorphins. Like I'm loving what I'm seeing here and I can't keep my eyes open enough. So that that really does contribute to my sleep hygiene. There's other things like not being too hot in bed, going to bed at a consistent time, not eating, you know, two to three hours before I go to bed, those kind of things. So if you're looking at the number one way to increase your time management and your efficiency and your productivity, sleep is the number one. Those other ones are hot second, third, fourth, but sleep. Prioritize your sleep, my friends, and you know, the world is your oyster. Such a cheesy phrase, though. I don't even know what that means. I, don't, I actually, I love oysters. Once again, I digress. All good. That is uh, some time management in a nutshell. Um, keep an eye on my YouTube channel because I'm just about to publish a um, 
an episode where I talk about 11 time management tools, tips, hacks, and strategies to help you be more efficient and more productive, reduce that feeling of stress that you get when you feel overwhelmed or busy, reduce those feelings of anxiety because it just feels like you can't achieve everything that you need to achieve. And also you're looking over the fence thinking, God, how does that person achieve so much? And I can barely tie my shoes up in the day because I'm so busy. So yeah, keep an eye out on that. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. As always, you know, click the like, follow, subscribe. I'm not too worried about that. But what I am more interested in is if you believe, like I do, that I can help you to live a life you love so you love life more, then check out the show notes and book in some time with me. All right, bye for now.